0: If you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met.
1: We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, And then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do.
0: If you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers podcast
1: with Kenneth Travis and Sean (laughs) Zominoff. Hello everybody, Sean Zalmanoff here with Next Level Loan Officers and man, it's not often that uh, we get joined by all of the partners on Next Level, but man, we have a really special partner on today. Kellen, oh. it is darn good to see you today.
0: Well, Sean, it's good to see you and fantastic to be on the podcast uh, today. You're right, I don't get over here as often, you know, we're so busy running around, uh, with everything else that I don't get into the studio very much, but uh, but good to be here today, man. I'm excited. Man, it's good to have you.
1: And uh, you know something else that it's great to have is our favorite uh, CRM, uh, Whiteboard CRM is a fantastic provider. And just like Next Level is built by loan officers for the loan officer, it's one of the reasons that we actually partnered with Whiteboard is they do it the same exact way. Uh, built by a top producing loan officer and their material consistently updates just like ours does too. Um, Hey friends, if you have gotten some value out of a previous podcast, if this is your first time joining us, help other loan officers find us. Please go uh, to iTunes or Stitcher or Google or whatever your favorite podcast medium is. Leave us a five-star review so other loan officers can find us can improve their business, and move the needle. And uh, man, let's get things rolling. So we are joined today by Katon Del Rosario. Katon, you run marketing for American Mortgage Network and director of marketing as is, is your exact title, man. Tell us uh, a little about yourself, how you got to this spot, and uh, anything else we need to know, your favorite coffee drink maybe.
2: <laughs> uh, well, today I'm drinking a uh, Starbucks uh, Vanilla Sweet Cream Cold Brew, so that's my uh, sponsored plug to Starbucks. Please sponsor <laughs> me one day, Starbucks. That'd be right. I need the coffee. Uh, but no, Sean, Kellen, thank you guys so much for having me on this. Um, I've been like loosely following uh, Next Level for a while now, so I'm super excited to be on the podcast instead of listening to it, so that's super cool. Um, but yeah, man, um, director of, uh, marketing and co-founder of American Mortgage Network. Um, we are a, uh, 100% employee owned ESOP mortgage company. Um, if you want to know more about what the ESOP is, you can check us out online, www.mnetmtg.com. Uh, there's a bunch of press releases out there. I think National Mortgage News Network wrote a few articles about us. So, um, you can check that out if you want to get into like the gritty details of it. But man, um, I'm just super excited to be here and, uh, you know, just let's get this thing rolling.
1: Awesome. So uh, so director of marketing for for a company, that means that uh, you must have been in the mortgage business for decades and have a ton of experience and somebody was like, man, we need to hire this guy away from some other company to run our marketing department.
2: Uh, not necessarily true at all. Um, I don't think I've been alive for longer than two decades. <laughs> Going on three soon. So, you know, still got like, A year and a half to get that 30 under 30 Uh, but uh, no I mean um, I've been in the mortgage industry for I want to say this is my fifth year being the licensed loan officer six in general if you count when I actually started in mortgage Um, and before that I was actually doing uh, social media marketing for uh, a local um, uh, health company I guess Yongevity in Chula Vista. They're they're a big national health company. They're kind of like Herbalife, if if I could Mm. kind of find any direct comparison. Uh, But I was at corporate doing their social media marketing for about a year and a half there, too. Um, So it's kind of a weird resume, how it all kind of fits together. But I basically just combined one skill set with another skill set. And sure enough, here I am co-founder and director of marketing of this company.
0: Well, five years in the mortgage business is like 30 years in that's normal. That's true. It's so, five years for sure. <laughs> exactly. So you're you're right there. You're right there. So that's awesome. So real quick, so what are your, you know, the director marketing, that kind of piece is often a generic term. Um, you know, give us some ideas of ways or, or what you kind of do in your role that supports the operation and, and supports your loan officers
2: right uh it's certainly a catch-all especially since i don't necessarily have my own uh department because we are a fairly young company so uh it's a little bit of everything and uh, jumping into this role was really different my last role was kind of more of a a manager of a small mom-and-pop mortgage brokerage um so transitioning into this role um you know it's startup culture so one day you're the director of marketing the next day you're the janitor the next day you're an originator the next day you're doing accounting So I've been all over the place over the last 12 months, believe me. Um, But really what I do here is, you know, internally, I'm trying to support our loan officers uh, and our executives and everyone else um, to, A, number one, make sure that I'm helping them increase their revenue, increase business, increase brand awareness. Um, But also, um, I'm really, really passionate about company culture and making sure that that uh, reverberates throughout the company and making sure that everyone's on the same page. what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish as a team, uh, which I think is really, really important um, for, for the company in general, especially one um, that's just starting out. Because if we can inject, you know, you know as founders, uh, our brand mission, what our goals are, what our passions are for why we're doing this into every single person that we bring on board, um, I feel it's my responsibility, you know, as marketing, because I can understand that piece to make sure that everyone here understands that so that you know, when they go out to their clients, they can communicate that easily as well without having to rely on whatever content I've created for the day to you know, help them send that message.
1: You know, there's a book that uh, Kellen and I are both really fond of called Extreme Ownership. Mm-hmm. And one of the points that they make over and over again is everybody very clearly understanding the mission at hand. And, you know, when you have everybody rowing in the same direction and understanding whether it's different departments or communities or, you know, companies that are collaborating together, it's amazing the difference in what you can get done and what the buying that people feel. So that that's good stuff. Now, Katon, I got a question for you. Sure. So, you know, you've uh, you know quite a bit about social media doing videos. I know you've been doing them for, for quite some time now you've got a loan officer who is they haven't started doing video yet or or they've done it and they're telling themselves all these stories about oh you know i don't sound right i'm not good at it this that the other thing man what are you doing for your loan officers right now to move the needle so they can go get one two three more loans a month what would you be telling a loan officer to do right now in today's
2: market well i've had this conversation all the time right it's one that you hear like, you know, I, I'm scared to get on video. I, I don't sound good. I don't know what to say. I don't have the right camera. A million excuses. And I, I point to my very first video, which I still have up on my YouTube channel. It's like, my first shit sucked too. Like, I was terrible on video. It was awful. And the next 20 videos after that were equally terrible. But it doesn't matter because the shelf life of social media is like 24 to 36 hours. So even <laughs> if it's terrible, everyone's going to forget about it anyways. But it's, yeah. it's part of what you need to do to get better. So one of the things that I'm really trying to show, I'm trying to lead by example, really. I'm trying to show them, look, you know, I'm not a perfect loan officer. I'm not by any means what I would consider a top producer. Um, but here's someone, myself, you know, I'm able to put myself out there. I was able to grow. Just follow my footsteps. Follow the, the topics that I've talked about. Do exactly what I do. And, you know, involve me in what you're doing as well. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be video. I I always stress with everyone, like, do what you're best at. Like, don't get into video just because you think that's the important thing. I I 100% believe that it's important, everyone should do it. But if it's not you, like, don't get into it. I I know this loan officer, he just didn't know how to do video at all. But I could tell he's very insightful, very thoughtful, writes out these long posts on Facebook about politics all the time. And that's a completely different, you know, story, but I was like, why don't you write about mortgage with the same kind of passion that you write about, you know, politics? And he was like, well, no one's gonna read three paragraphs with that. Well, people do it for your politics. Why wouldn't they read about mortgage? And sure enough, that works. So kind of leaning into your strengths, which are good at being aware of it, but also understanding how important putting yourself out there is at the end of the day. I think that's the most important thing, not just video. And by doing that, um, you're gonna get more attention and with more attention, you're going to get eventually more business. I think um, it was Neil Gingra at Neil Home on Instagram. He said it in a post and really resonated with me. Um, you know, when you're talking about social media marketing, especially as a loan officer, if you're great at what you do and you make sure that everyone knows that you're great at what you do, what's the logical thing that happens next? They're gonna come to you, They're gonna, you're gonna get more business. And I right. think that's kind of the punchline.
0: You know, we have a, um We have a saying here at Next Level. When anytime anybody, you know, says, well, I can't do this or I didn't do this. And it's, uh, in this example, it would be, well, my crappy video is better than your non-existent video, right? Like, just do something, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you're going to do is better than not doing anything at all. And it's so funny because we talk to loan officers all the time that have that same paralysis whether it's social media, whether it's, hey, I need to hire another employee and I just, I'm not ready to take that leap. And there are so many things that, you know, I think as, as humans, right, and, and originators, of course, we just we overthink. And uh, especially in the world of social media, man, you can see some stuff out there that just gets crazy attention and you're like, how in the world did that person <laughs> get that much attention and, and notoriety? uh, for that, you know? And so, but we've seen it time and time again. And, and, to your point, when people do put themselves out there and they become experts in their field, it's amazing the really love that they get back from their audience. Right. And
2: uh, time and time again, we've seen that happen. Right. And it's not just for people who are just starting out or struggling to move the needle. It's for the people who are doing well too. Like, I hear the excuse like I don't need to get into social media because I'm already doing you know eight or ten loans. I'm too busy. I'm like, well what's wrong with sixteen to twenty loans? Right. Right? Like what's wrong with that? I mean if you already know that you're good at it, so let more people know about it. Like what's wrong with more money? <laughs> right.
0: And and frankly, in in my opinion, if you're doing more loans, then you've got more content to put out there, you've got more things to talk about. It's a, it's a, um, you have less excuses if anything. <laughs> yeah. It's a multiplying effect for sure. So great. That's, that's awesome. That's
1: yeah. I mean, you know, we, we look how we look, we sound how we sound. And my, my usual partner in crime on uh, this podcast, I mean, there's nobody that sounds funnier talking than <laughs> Ken and Travis does. And you know, it's like, I mean, I, I look at Katon here and I'm like, dude, I wish my hair was that perfect, but you oh. know what, <laughs> like, it's just been how it's been, been for a long time now. And like, people still reach out to me for loans, so I, I guess they're not judging me too bad bro, by what it looks there like.
2: There exactly, and that's the punchline, right? Like, the, the whole, like, thing of, like, how you look is, like, such a, like, subjective thing. It's not, like, it's, like, there's so much to it, and, like, at the same time, like, if someone's really not gonna do business with you based on how you look, screw them. like, right. you didn't want to work with them anyway. You were never gonna work with them, so if anything, by putting yourself out there, it's just, you're eliminating more of the audience that was never gonna go to you anyway, so now you're just talking, to exactly who you need to
1: And you know what Warren Buffett, like I uh, recently read an article and, and he said, the number one thing that separates millionaires from everyone else that he's found in his life is the ability to say no. Mm-hmm. So like when you are going out and attracting people, the right people who want to work with you, like you're getting people to say no to you that you don't even have to say no to and repelling them right away. So you just have more at-bats with the right people and some of the, you know, others that are still going to filter through those cracks and you do have to say no to them, but it just moves the needle quicker in your business to get to where you want to get to.
2: Because you're is telling- important, it's what's in front of you, exactly that. I mean, and, and the ability of as a loan officer, and I'm sure all of you know this, to be able to say no to things, like if you have that ability, like that's way more freeing than just being the S yes man.
1: Yes, it is. Man, man, Kellen, how many times do we have people who they come and they talk to us and they're like, man, well, I tried that for a month. It didn't work. I need to try something else.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, or it's the, uh, it's the half-built bridge, right? Well, I did, it, I did it, but maybe I didn't do it all the way, right? You're right. I only did it for a month. And, you know, these things take time, right? You know, they take time to kind of marinate, to sit out there. What always amazes me too, and I think when we talk to our coaching clients inside Next Level, and they, and they stick with the plan, especially as it pertains to video marketing, you know, they start getting people that come out of the woodwork and they're like, well, I didn't even know that person was watching, or I didn't even know that person was in my audience. And you're like, man, there's a whole world of people out there who aren't necessarily commenting on everything you do. And they're not, you know, liking everything, but they're watching. Right. And that's, what's always interesting. That's what comes to the surface when we let things kind of, you know, continue to, continue to go for a while and actually get out there and do it. And every time I think that I'm going to stop sending my
1: uh, emails that, that we send more often than, than people say that you should to our past clients, we, we usually send once a week, at least uh, a few times a month. I oh i you know, I'm, I see it, man. Frankly, there just aren't a lot of people that open them, but right, then yeah. there's somebody who hasn't opened that email in four years that replies to me uh, that they're selling their house. And they want to use me for the mortgage and we pick up the phone and we talk to them and they're like, I'm like, Hey man, do you, do you want to use, you know, bill again to, to sell your house? And you know, and the, it's the same answer 99.4% of the time and it's, you know, and I haven't heard from bill since we, we did it. Yeah. If you know, if you want to send my name over, well, that's fine. That's right. And so like even when you get a client, when you do great work or, or when you connect with them on social media, you're buying brain space from them. Like, hey man, when you think of mortgages, think of me. So what can you do in your world on a daily basis that, that your friends, their friends, and people that you don't even know that you can buy brain space when they think of mortgages, they think of you. And that's just something that we have to ask ourselves. Not necessarily every day, but find the things that we like doing, like whether it is doing a video or k Tom was talking about his guy writing these long mortgage posts. And now um, it's a next level um, strong suggestion that you don't write political posts but you know if you want to do it you can. but yeah. but but write those mortgage posts me and do what works for you and you're going to gain the time you're going to attract the right people that's who right. uh, want to do business with you so so what are the things you doing in your world katan that uh that your your lo's are having success with that they're they're attracting business and uh and closing more loans <laughs>
2: Um, well, like I said, video is such a huge passion of mine, and it's probably the biggest thing that I wave. So we've actually- Is it all that. Facebook? Uh, I'm really going deep into YouTube. I think, and it, it sounds weird to say out loud, but I really believe two things are going to be extremely important over the next few years. Number one, YouTube. I think YouTube's actually super, super early, and it's weird for a platform that's been around for, you know, over a decade to say <coughs> early on YouTube, especially with like how many influencers there already are with like- millions of subscribers. I think YouTube's still super early for this space because there aren't a lot of people doing, like I said, good content, and that includes me. I'm very cognizant and aware of it, but there's more and more viewership as we see the emergence of more smart TVs, seeing consumer behavior change, that video content, especially even in long form, not necessarily short form, is gonna become more important if you're able to provide information uh, on those kinds of platforms at scale, Uh, and make it fun and entertaining and accessible, like that's really what's going to move the needle. And number two, I think email is really going to have a resurgence. I know there's a lot of people talking about like text is like the next thing. So whenever platform shift moves to like something else, I'm always like, okay, well, where are they moving from? All the email marketers are moving to text. I'm like, all right, cool. So I think email is actually going to be really interesting. Um, So I started up a newsletter internally and I'm going to kind of play with that. But I've already had like two realtor hits off of my first one. So there's gotta be something to that. Really, that's interesting. So what do, you, do you think
0: text is going to become oversaturated
2: in the near future? I think so, and I'm, I'm basing that solely off of my personal consumer behavior, but I consider myself a fairly average consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've already kind of, you know, I have a bunch of like text subscriptions already, and the immediate thing is it comes in, I do the little swipe and I delete it because I'm not really looking at it. Like if I right. Amazon Prime texting me, I yeah. think I have Shoe Palace texting me for some reason, and I still haven't hit the unsubscribe button. Um, my credit cards text me my daily balance. Like, all these little things are getting invited. I did Gary's thing, right? So I get his little motivational thing every other day. So you're seeing it more and more, and I'm just like, mm, I don't really see it. And if you look at most people's phones, like, a lot of them have a ton of unread texts. So. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of neurotic where I want to read all of them or delete them, but there's a lot of people who just glaze over it. I think text is going to be one of those platforms. You know, it's ruined by marketers.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you're right to a, to a big extent. And I don't know what the time frame is on it, but I, I do feel, you know, just from my own personal and people I talk to, it's like we're, we've, we've come, we've shifted to a point where we're, we're inundated with information mm-hmm. updates, right? credit card balance. Hey, your phone bills do. Hey, this is ready. Hey, you know, all this stuff. And I think we'll, the, you know, the pendulum always swings back the other way. Right. And so I do think we're going to see the pendulum swing back to where your people are going to be less attracted to that kind of thing, right. or it's going to be all consolidated somewhere. Right. It's going to kind of sit and live there. I mean, I, I remember in 2000, gosh, when was that? 2014, maybe uh, I signed up on a platform called Jugo and uh, which is CRM platform built on Salesforce 1415 right in there somewhere and uh, we integrated text messaging um, and we were texting out updates to our clients and I remember realtors just being like blown away by like oh are you kidding me you will get text updates and this and that and now we really have to change our messaging because that's standard operating procedure, right? Like if you're working with a lender that's not doing that, then they're a dinosaur and, you know, you should shift gears. So it is interesting just how quickly that's come. And I agree with you. I don't know that it's a, a five-year play or what the, right. the timing of it
2: is, is, is hazy, but it, yeah. it, it will eventually happen. Yeah. And I kind of want to just play and get in front of it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Cool. But I think, I think it's going to be something to look... Pays, think, too. yeah interesting interesting
1: well, i mean it's still in i mean I'm, we're still old school man I, i've been doing direct mail for been in the business for 18 years and been doing it off and on for the first part of my career but the last 12 years solid and man i, I have good friends that they'll be like hey dude like man I, I got another postcard we got another letter from you like you know i'm gonna call you if i need a mortgage right like you don't have to spend that money to to be to be in front of me and it's like I was, I was like yeah whatever just throw it away if you don't want it it's fine I'm like right. but right. but i'm buying brain space and you just picked up the phone and called me because you cared about me enough to say mm. you know don't spend 42 cents uh you know printing that and send it to me i'm like that's great you thought about me and somebody's going to ask you about
2: a mortgage in three days and you're gonna get that's bro. it so exactly sean because you you understand that it's not you know i think a lot of loan officers look at marketing as kind of and this is very, you know, jargony, like last touch attribution, you know, like what, what was the exact action that you did prior to calling me and asking for a mortgage? Like that's what most loan officers attribute to their lead sources and what they measure ROI by. But it's really more of a weighted, um, over time cumulative effect of, you know, I saw, you know, you we're friends on Facebook. So I saw you post about your family the other day. And, you know, maybe you ran an ad and, oh, this thing. There's a million different data points that they're getting on a regular basis right. that are cumulative and weighted uh, that'll eventually lead to that last touch where they're like, okay, now I'm going to pick up the phone. Yeah.
0: Man,
1: this, is, this has been a good conversation today. Katon, if somebody wanted to uh, reach out to you, uh, maybe follow you on social media, what would be a good way for them to, uh, to do that and find out a little more about you?
2: Absolutely. So um, I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube are probably the four places I spend the most of my time in putting out content. Uh, you can find me, it's just my name, at Caton Del Rosario, C-A-T-O-N-D-E-L-R-O-S-A-R-I-O. I spell it all the time, so it's very rehearsed how I say it out loud, it's always funny. Um, but uh, I've got a bunch of links everywhere. Um, if you just go to my Instagram, in the bio, there's a link tree where you can find all of my other social networks. So You can just go to the Instagram because that's easier for most people. Follow me, um, and then you know, click the link tree and go to all my other channels and check stuff out. I
0: just subscribed to your YouTube channel, so I'm taking I'm taking your advice and rolling with subscribing to your YouTube channel. So I we're gonna blow, we're gonna blow that out in 2020, right?
2: Yes, please. I'm trying to get a thousand subscribers. By May, that'd be great if I can get to 1,000 because May is my birthday, so like, that's like my arbitrary goal to myself is I would love 1,000 subscribers by my birthday. That would be like my gift to myself this year. All right, so
0: you heard it there. Next Level listeners, <laughs> give him some love. Go subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel. Help him get there, and uh, who knows? He may even subscribe back to yours. So there you go. So, hey, if you're thinking about attending
1: a Next Level event, we, we have our live events that are an amazing introduction to next level, you are going to get substantially more value than whatever ticket price you may pay to come see us. And if you don't, Kellen will personally give you cash back, double your cash back, right? Double,
0: yeah, double Uh, your cash back.
1: If you don't, if we don't help you get more loans, man, like you should just retire from the mortgage business. But if you (laughs) want to find out where you can jump on a plane and uh, and come find us at, go to LoanOfficerevents.com. That'll show you exactly where we are going to be. And uh, we're always in pretty cool places, too. So it's awesome to spend a day on the back end or, uh, or in front of it and enjoy your time with us. Also, if you want to hear more of our podcasts, text the words next level to 36260. You can download our app, have our podcast, and a lot of other resources at your fingertips. Katon Kellen. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us today.
2: And to all of you, have an awesome week. Thanks. Thanks.